It's episode 52 of the Pete Primo Show. We are live and we have Steve Hope from Boise Mattress and he runs my favorite group, the Mattress Industry Network Group on Facebook, the largest of its kind. And we will talk about that for a minute or two. And my producer, Chris Stone, lots of information to help make you a better store owner and a better sales rep. So with that, welcome, Chris. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Pete. We appreciate it. Let me pay the bills real quick. What are you guys waiting for? If you don't already own my book, Sell a Million, 101 Ways for Furniture and Mattress Store Owners to Sell Another Million Dollars or More. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Guys, my my largest sponsor and most influential sponsor is here in the flesh. Steve runs the Mattress Industry Network Group and they help anyone in the mattress industry be better at what they're doing. They are retailers and it is the only group that I know of Facebook Mattress Industry Network Group is the only one that I know that is actually run by retailers for the benefit of retailers. It doesn't matter if you're a big retailer, a small retailer, medium-sized retailer, they can help you build your business, help you market your business, and help you succeed. If you just join the group, it's absolutely free. Steve, before we move on, what would you like to say about your group? Over a thousand strong now, right? I think we're we're over eleven hundred. It seems like we pick up. I mean, we've picked up some steam uh, in the last month. We're starting to, you know, I guess it's that rule. Once you get so big, like you just, you know, it just starts rolling on itself. So we're just adding and adding and adding. But uh, we're also seeing some, you know, some pretty good influence uh, moving forward with some manufacturers and stuff too. So. Uh, if you're not part of our group, join it. And if you are a mattress store owner only, join our other group, the Mattress Industry Network Dealers Group. Um, that one's reserved for dealers only, uh, mostly because we like to complain about our reps like Pete. Everyone. <laughs> and uh, to spare their feelings. Thank you. I have, I've, I'm a, I am a, I am very sensitive after being in this business for 40 years. I very sensitive oh, guy. You'd be amazed how <laughs> sensitive some people are in this industry. I mean, Oh, I know there's uh, don't even get me started on that. So let's talk about that sensitivity. If you're uh if you're a sensitive sort, you probably shouldn't be in uh, the mattress retail business. If you right? are sensitive, you shouldn't be in business. Period. Unless yeah. you're handsome like Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it just all goes his way, man. It's just a little look behind the scenes here. Chris Stone, who's normally in the background, is my producer. And he does everything for my show. Anybody that's thinking about doing a show like this, you got to call Chris because he makes it life easy. This is what I do. Once a week, I show up and I ask my friends a few questions and the rest is done by the magic of Chris Stone and his company. So 
He he posts it. He produces it. He does everything. All I do is show up, do the show, and I'm done. When I did my own and I had to edit it and I had to do everything and, and post it and, and share it and do everything that you got to do, it was a holy nightmare. I mean, it, it required so much of my time that I said, if I have to do it that way again, I, I just won't do it. I, I don't have time. I don't even have time to do this, but I do make the time because it's my my way of giving back to an industry that's been very good to me for the past 40 years. So, so Chris, what is the what is the key to success in the YouTube podcast world? Wow. The key is making making people look and sound their best where they don't have to worry about it. I think it, it, it clicked for me. It was a conversation that I had with Dan Jordan, the, the sales energizer. And he and I were sort of working on my elevator pitch. And most of the time, you know, whenever I was getting in the conversation, I would start, you know, he goes, well, give me your elevator pitch. And I would start talking. And he's like, stop, stop. Nobody cares about that. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Nobody cares about that. This is what I do. He goes like, they don't care about what you do. They want to know what you give them. And so we just ended up saying, which is exactly what I do and what Pete just talked about, is you just want to show. You don't care how the sausage is made. You just want to show up, turn on your camera, turn on your mic, and do your show, and then you go back to your normally get go back to your trailer superstar or go back to your uh, car and get on the road or get back to doing whatever you do I will handle the rest and that's once I once I started doing that that's when the train rolled that's when we started doing things for Victor Antonio for Sam Silverstein for uh, a number of folks and whether it was creating a video for them before they get on stage or for a virtual presentation or a full-fledged show and podcast like Pete's doing here. It was really just, that's really what people care about. They don't want to learn how in what camera and what hosting platform and you know have to monkey with all the graphics and figure out all of that other crap. They just want to show. And so that's what I do. Pete, why did you choose Chris? I chose Chris because I said, if, he's, if, if Victor Antonio, as good as he is, uses Chris, Chris has got to be good. And then I started to just watch and I noticed Chris was producing some pretty big guys. And I said, well, he's never going to produce my show, but I'm going to ask him. And so I guess uh, Chris said he had two boxes and I checked both of them. I forgot what the boxes are. Uh, I'm a 61 year old pre Alzheimer's patient and, uh, and and we got together. It was the best move I've ever made because I'm having a blast doing the show. I'm getting positive comments from my dealers. They're getting good takeaways. I could never reach out to all of my dealers one to one like this. It just, it would consume every bit of time I have. So, Steve, question for you. Um, you know, you're running this, this group with 1,100 you know, mattress industry people in it. Most of them are retailers. You know, you probably have a handle on, uh, and you own your own mattress store, Boise Mattress in Idaho right now. What advice would you give your, you know, a, a mattress store owner right now? What should they be doing in 2022? 
what changes do they need to make if they need to make any? So last week I did uh, the interview with uh, .com Magazine, and he asked me kind of what the key to success in small business is. And, you know, being a dad of seven, I watch a lot of Disney, a lot of Disney, right? And uh, it goes back, I, I went back to uh, Finding Nemo, right? And you, you hear him just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? Uh, and then yesterday, I got to share this. I got to share this. I'm going to read the thing. I shared it on Facebook, but it is, it is probably the best thing I've ever personally understood. So it says, in the 1950s, uh, university professor Kurt Reichter uh, conducted a gruesome experiment with rats uh, to see how long they could tread water. Uh, he first took a dozen rats and threw them in a half-filled jar of water and watched them drown. You want me to tell you what it says so you don't have to keep reading it? Go for it, it Petey. Was it 15 or 16 minutes that they lasted and they drowned? And they pulled them the next time they pulled them out right before they drowned. And guess what? When they went back in, they lasted a lot longer. 60 hours. 60 hours. The longest one being 81 hours. How's that for a 61-year-old pre-Alzheimer's patient's memory? So, I mean, so the end result there was, I mean, hope, right? Hope. So as we look at 2022, and I mean, we've been extremely blessed this year in our business. And, And in most people in the mattress industry, like if you're having success right now, like don't think you're special, right? Like don't think you're special because if you're not having success, you need to reevaluate what's going on because we're in a really good time to be in the mattress industry. At some point, the rest of the world's going to catch up with us and we need to find out uh, what we can do to be special And uh, you need to find that unique thing that's going to make you so much better than the competition. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to do this real quick. So on top of my pile of books. um, So I have this station from diamond, right? And it's a really cool, uh, you get the ice maker. You get to demonstrate why everything is so much better. Uh, what your foams, blah blah blah. It's a good thing to demonstrate to the consumer. Sorry, now I broke my dang computer. There we go. Um, but what are you doing that sets yourself apart from the competition? And and in this case, Diamond gave me something to be different. Right? They set something out. Now I have to find out how I can be different from my competition. What do I do that's so much better than them? So that's 2022. Use the money you made in 2021 to find out a way to make yourself better. So I am hearing reinvest in your business while you can, while business is good. I am hearing find out, find a way to differentiate yourself. By the way, I've been in a diamond space a couple of times and, and I've met those guys on a couple of different occasions and I was very impressed by um, 
especially the thing with the ice cube and the showing you right there. How they it, sent me the whole station. Yeah. 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 It's fabulous. So, so I, yeah, I don't know much about it. And for people that are, are watching and maybe listening later on the, uh, on the audio version of the podcast, what exactly does this diamond station do? I mean, you say it's got an ice maker. Is it like a place for you to demonstrate things for, to sit down with a customer and create that experience for them? Demonstrate the airflow of mattresses, demonstrate the conductivity of copper, graphite. I mean, it's a way, it's a way to put a visual to the story that we're often telling with, with mattresses, right? So, I mean, everybody's selling a copper-infused foam mattress or a copper-infused hybrid or like in, and you're trying to show them, hey, copper-infused, I mean... I hate to actually get into whether or not it actually is better or worse or whatever, but avoiding the technicalities. If you're just telling the story, copper conducts heat away, right? This gives you a way to demonstrate how well copper conducts. In this case, we use a piece of ice to conduct coolness, but same applies for heat, right? Energy. Yep. Yeah. To to me, it's a way uh, of telling a story. Uh, it, it's retail theater. That's really what it is. It, it's retail th- theater. It, it's not something they're going to get at another store. This is the Brett Favre model. Yeah. I, That's Stewie. I don't know what the to do with them. Seen on TV. Me. Oh, the copper. Yeah. Right. So hundred percent. I, I no, use that I mean, too. So I used to do a lot of home shows and this guy followed, like I followed this guy. He, he did a lot of home shows and he was the flex tape guy. So, you know, you wrap the tape around all your pipes, like it's waterproof, blah, blah, blah. Like great to have on the road. If your radiator hose burst, I don't know if that still happens. It never happened to me. Um, but this guy was a hell of a showman right? Like he put on a show. You had to buy from him because he put on a show. I bought, I still got flex tape. I never opened the package. It's under the sink in my house, but I bought from him because I mean, he was truly enthusiastic about his product and he put on a good show. He told the story, all the circumstances that would come up where I would use this flex tape. I bought that flex tape 10 years ago. Still haven't used it. One day you'll have a hole in the bottom of your boat and you'll be able to use that flex tape and get out on the lake oh. in Boise. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No doubt. Patching no my doubt. raft on the river. Right. Exactly. You know, Pete, you know, he touched on something and, and you, um, you know, you, you dovetailed off of it. And I think it's um, it, one thing is to invest is to take that money that you've, you, and, and reinvest in your business, which is which is great. But I think it's also what not enough people are doing, especially in the business that that I'm in, is um, instead of looking at what someone else has already done, or or like you know going into YouTube University and saying, oh well, this is this piece of gear that somebody has, or this person's doing that, and so this is the model that I'm just going to stick myself into, right? And I've always said, like, you know, don't try and do be somebody else. They're taken. 
and don't try to do you know something that somebody else is doing because when you do that you'll never be as successful as that person is there they've they've done the model and there's probably thousands of other people that are trying to do it as well they're just you're just not getting to those people so i think it's investing in your business, but also uh, really investing in figuring out a way and taking the time to figure out a way to zig when someone else is zagging and, and take shots. Take shots and be creative at what you're doing. And what you just talked about, uh, Steve, with that thing is is something I had no idea uh, was about. Now, I'm not, you're probably not the only person that's doing it, but I think, um, and you don't have to come up with a completely original idea, but I think too many people look at what other people are doing and they say, well, this person's doing this and this and this and this on YouTube, or this person's doing this and this and this and this on their podcast. And it's like, well, why are you doing that too? Like just, they became successful. Do you think you're going to be as successful or even more successful than them? Probably not, you know? So, so look, look and try to find some things that are going to help level you up, invest in your business, but take shots at some things that no one else is doing. That reminds me of the rain, the uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, quote. I, I go where the puck where the is going. going. Right. You know, and, and I, to a large degree, Steve, I, I think, uh, first of all, I, I think that Diamond's uh, ahead of the curve uh, with with their retail theater, um, and they have been. Um, I don't see. I've got three hundred some dealers. I don't. Ha- I don't see anybody with that with that uh, presentation. If I was a retailer and I had seen that, and I I have those uh, feature and benefit stories on my floor, I would definitely want. The retail theater that accompanies that that easily explains that to a customer. It may not be something, Pete, that's available to everybody. I might have just got like a hundred orders for Diamond today <laughs> for this for this station. And uh, thank you, Diamond. Thank you, Sean and and Michael for sending it to me. Um, I didn't mean to throw you out there. I just wanted to. I mean, when I saw it at market, it was something that stood out to me of. Hey, why? I mean, we're constantly trying to tell the story of why each product is better. Um, right. How else can I better demonstrate that in a more hands-on way? Because you right. can't feel it in the mattress. I mean, you cannot feel the copper in any mattress. I don't like. I imagine even if you got a metal detector, I don't even know if it'd set the metal detector off. Uh, anybody got a metal detector to send me? Let's figure that out. Yeah. So with, I mean, with diamonds, this thing is a win. Uh, you know, I thought it was a winner. I needed it on my on my floor, and man, it is now. It's front and center in my store, and and I mean, we got to better utilize it too, right? Once you have the tools, you have to utilize the tools, incorporate it into your process, and and use it, and and you know. However, we can communicate with our dealer, with our with our consumers, and make them understand quicker and easier with less words. That's always better. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and what they don't want is more words from any retail salesperson. Uh, whether you're the store owner or you're not the store owner, they really don't want a lot of words. If you can show somebody something. That's what that display does. And there are lots of displays in our industry that can be used that way that people either 
don't have them, don't invest in them. Or once they get them, to Steve's point, they don't use them and they don't incorporate them into their their process. I mean, also, it's it's a place where I've noticed that, I mean, manufacturers are missing the boat, right? I mean, this is something that Diamond is capitalizing on and they've made available to me, but I can't tell you how difficult it is to get POP uh, from some manufacturers, right? And every, every aspect... Um, makes it easier to make the sale. I mean, anything anything that helps remove any reservation in the customer's mind, like step up your game, manufacturers, right? You want us to see your product. Help us tell your story the best way we can. Um, and the same thing goes for store owners. I mean, step up your game and and tell your story the best way you can, right? Like Chris was saying, be you. You can't be anybody else. Be you. Hire around your culture, right? I'm a veteran-owned business, right? So I I prefer to hire veterans. Um, why? Because, one, they relate to me well. Um, I don't have to worry about EO complaints, right? You know, nobody's going to sue me for, for some off comment, except for maybe Stu, because he's one of those sensitive guys. <laughs> that's two nothing. That's two nothing, um, Stewie. You know, but I I prefer to hire around my culture. Now I don't always get that opportunity, right? Sometimes we have to take the people that are dealt to us. This is a tough industry right now. I mean, I hired somebody on Friday to be a deliver. Well, last week I hired them. Friday was their first day. They didn't show up on their very first day. Didn't bother to show up. So we're in a unique situation when it comes to hiring, but. Be you. Let your store be an extension of you, right? How do you deal with that, Steve? Let's get, are there any tips that you can give other store owners on, you know, listen, we can't magically uh, help people be raised properly. If they weren't raised properly, that's, that's a problem from the get-go. But is there anything that we can do as store owners to attract the few good guys and gals that are out there uh, that want to work, that will actually show up on their once they're hired and actually do a good job. Ha. Any advice at all from your experience? When I was in the financial services industry, I used to go with the be slow to hire, right? There's a reason why there's a multiple interview process, right? One, because probably if somebody shows up to the third interview, they're going to show up to the first day of work, right? They're, they're still interested. But right now, I have the scattergun approach, man. I'm hiring anybody I can that looks like they might be a fit. And, uh, dude, I'll, they'll weed themselves out real quick. Um, but I'm not hiring salespeople. My, you know, I'm fortunate that I don't have to hire for that position right now. I'm just hiring uh, delivery drivers, so... You're you're okay with your performance so far? I do all right. I do all right. <laughs> I'm not hiring unless you're looking for a job, Pete. <laughs> Pete, should we turn the show into a job interview? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, a lot of people are making a lot about the, the you know the Great Resignation, right? And um, and they're turning it back and saying, well, now. Now there's a lot of companies that are are looking and and at their culture, 
and they're saying, you know, that's the new buzzword, by the way. It's no longer journey. That was the big buzzword of this past year. Now it's, now it's going to be culture, company culture. Here it comes. So Steve, and, and I love, I love that, you, um, that you hire veterans and thank you for your service. And um, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to, like, have you thought about, you know, your culture and like, it, all, it almost feels like you've, you had your culture, you know, it, it was the foundation prior to all of this was, was set and you're, you're hiring people that you hope kind of will fit within that. Are you, are you massaging that culture based upon what's happening now? You know, I mean, right now, I wouldn't say massaging. We're trying to tickle. Okay. You know, uh, you know okay. we're, I'm again, I'm fortunate. My other long-term salesperson here has been, he's, you know, he was as an army veteran as well. So, I mean, and the, the way that I hired him, the easiest thing I did, man, I walked in, he was working at a, at a local store and uh, well, a chain store and he had an army veteran pin on. And I walked in and I said, Hey dude, what the hell are you doing working here? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, what? And I, he's like, well, they pay me. And I said, no, for real. What the hell are you doing working here? I said, if you want a real job, come see me. Here's my card. And uh, he was here at three o'clock in the afternoon. He started the next Monday and he's been here three and a half years. That's awesome. That's and, awesome. Uh, and our company Christmas party, right? So in lieu of Christmas bonuses, I spend my, my uh, employees' Christmas bonuses on ammo and we go to the range right so i mean that's that's our thing we i mean there's nobody else taking their employees to shoot ars on christmas eve but that's what we do every year you know at at 12 o'clock mountain time any of you guys want to come join us we'll be at independence indoor range um, because i don't like the cold so we'll be indoors but we'll be we'll be putting some lead downrange. Chris, you have a lot of contact with a lot of uh, with a mix actually of of business owners. Some super successful, some on their way. Um, what are you picking up? I mean, I've seen a lot of the the, the shows they've been going for the last two months. How to have your best uh, you know year ever? What are you picking up from from your wide variety of guests? Yeah, I you know it. It's taken, I mean, how long have we been in this pandemic now? It feels like, you know, five years, but I'm sure it's not even two, right? Um, and Not quite two. Right. And so when I was in, I worked for Sony in the music business for 28 years before I, I decided I would not move my family to New York and I wanted to be the best father and uh, husband that I could be here in Atlanta. They didn't, they don't care if I worked for Sony or whatever my title was. So I started this business and I, I realized that, um, you know, we had to close down all of our branches. We had, in, in the music business, everything was based on a physical piece of product, retail. And by the way, Steve, the first time I've heard the word POP in two years was what you just said, which stands for point of purchase. And so I was, I was uh, you know, field marketing rep is, is my first job into sales and into, into management when there used to be a thing called a record store. And I think there still is. There is, but uh, they're they're few and far between. There is 
selling real records yes, again. Yes, yes, and you can spend $40 on a piece of vinyl that used to cost $7. But, um, you know, all that to say is that I knew when we closed down all our branches and I was the only Sony employee that was left here in Atlanta that I needed, and this was 2007, that I needed to uh, make sure that, uh, you know, my EVPs in New York knew that I was present even though I couldn't be present. So I started this virtual thing and found this thing called Zoom um, back in 2007. And uh, I started doing all of my meetings virtually. And, uh, and everyone was like, are you kidding me? Like, we're in the conference room and you're up on the screen. I was like, yeah, this is, this is where this is going. You guys have to understand, you ha- you know, and I'm not going to be in my bunny slippers. I'm going to present myself. I'm going to get a, a decent, uh, you know, HD camera. I'm going to get a, you know, decent sounding thing. And it's going to feel like I'm there. And Spotify and all of these other companies that were our, our biggest clients, they didn't care that I wasn't in New York. I, was, I could be you know, there if I needed to be there physically in 24 hours, but I could be there in, you know, virtually at any point in time. And so, Pete, to answer your question, here we are two years into this thing and people still can't figure out how to just get a halfway decent camera, get a halfway decent microphone, and get some halfway decent lighting, which is not expensive and not that troublesome in order to present yourself uh, virtually to anyone. And if you're in sales, uh, there is nothing that is better for you to create a a live one-on-one thing or to create some sort of show. Because when you're live on video, you can't hide. Like Anything that happens right now, if I don't believe in what I'm saying, you're going to be able to tell because it's live. And once you get those reps in and you start doing that stuff, then it you become more comfortable and people are just petrified to hit the damn button and just go live. And, and you know, you go back to my first video, I'm sure it's horrifying to me, but no one cares. No one remembers that shit. Nobody. So that's, that's kind of what I've, I've learned in this whole thing is that people are just, you know, getting too inside themselves in their own head and they can't just go and just go and just go and get used to doing this because this what we're doing right now is not going anywhere it's it's definitely it's definitely going to continue and the physical thing is you have to do both you have to understand how to communicate um, you know, I'm sure Steve, you probably have had employees that you've interviewed. They don't even know how to have maybe have a conversation without looking down at their screens, right? Like, you know, and they just don't like there are people that are coming up that don't have the face to face skills. They don't have the you know, uh, but they need that and they need this. They need the uh, the video and the virtual stuff. Understanding, Chris, you know, the mattress industry right now. What we're doing, we're rivaling that online experience right i mean that's my that's my biggest competitor right now no matter how many stores open up around me my biggest competitor right now i see it as that online uh, mattress company and so we do have to get comfortable as retail right being able to sell uh you know, online. And I remember, man, I, I go back to the Mattress Renegades and Jeff Giannacovo four or five years ago, I saw him doing a presentation at, uh, uh, it was at market. I can't remember what space we were in, but anyway, he was doing a presentation and Jeff was big on, don't put your prices on your website. 
right? That was his big, and he pushed that. And I thought, man, what a bunch of shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, no offense, Jeff, but that's 1980s, bro. And that, and you know, that's what I was thinking because, I mean, the first interaction most people have with their customer now is online, right? If they can't find their pricing on your website, then one, you create a customer service issue or create additional phone calls. I mean, there's so much I can weed out customers. Um, I mean, and weed them out. And I say that not every customer is my customer, right? I know that if you've been to my website and you come to my store, odds are we're a fit for you, right? That's a pretty good chance that you're a good fit for my business and I want to do business with you. Um, so it's an interesting thing that we would try and hide who we are. Um, and I get it with, with mattress pricing it used to be a big pain in the ass, everybody changing names. And so five years ago, it didn't make as much sense as it does today, but it, today it makes sense, man. Throw your product up online. I didn't do a ton of online business last month, but I think we sold about $2,500 and most of it's promotional, Right. That's the customer that doesn't care what it feels like. They're just shopping on price. And all I have to do is deliver it to their house. They don't give a shit. But I didn't lose that sale to Amazon. There you go. I love the testimonials on your on your webpage. And I love the image of the young lady there. Um, I think we need more realistic images of... of uh, of human hey, beings I instead built that of website, just so you guys know, that's my, you know, in, 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 instead of a skinny mini uh, supermodel that no woman and, and women are the decision makers, and that's who we're selling to. And I think that's just a great image right there, really is. That well yeah. done, Steve. Well done. That's my other business. So I actually we I built that from scratch. That site. Really, yeah. that's amazing. So, you are like the Renaissance man. I'm a I will do it cheaper kind of guy. I I see what you do, and I will do it cheaper and better. That was my go. original college plan was computer science so it's not new cool that's uh that's excellent so let me i am going to go ahead and do my halftime read for those of you who have my book go to page 107 it is chapter 72 send birthday Can cards I, I do you want to read it, read it? Go ahead. You know what? You read Tis it. the season to read. Yeah, of book. course. Go ahead, so Steve. I like I like reading stories to my kids, so I'm going to read Pete's. So, page 107. Send birthday cards. Did you know there's one holiday that's most celebrated around the world, and one we can all use in our marketing: the birthday. Think about it. Every one of your customers, clients, patients, and or prospects has a birthday, which gives you a reason why gives you a reason why to not only contact them, but to offer them something special for their special day. Furniture and mattress stores can benefit 
from a birthday marketing program. What, what does matter is that you see value and applicability to creating a birthday marketing program. A customer relationship management system will enable you to send out birthday cards. And here are a few tips. Tip number one, collect birthday information. Tip number one, collect birthday information. No need to get too personal here. Simply ask for their birth month and birth, birthday and the sales process. You can use software to remind you when to send out an email or card in the mail. Tip number two, send out personalized birthday email on their birthday. Tip number two, send out a personalized birthday email on their birthday. Wish them well. Use a fun, quirky picture, add a special birthday offer to have them come back into your store. And tip number three, make your own birthday card and mail it. Tip number three, make your own birthday card and mail it. You can come up with a fun, uniquely different birthday card you mail to your customers on their special day. While it's not absolutely necessary, I would highly recommend you give them a special birthday gift to get them to do more uh, business with you. So an ongoing birthday card campaign is not that difficult or expensive. People will appreciate it and it will uh, definitely set your business apart from the competition, which is tip number four on this page. Didn't realize it. It will definitely set your business apart from the competition. Our number one job in business, our number one job, everybody can offer good customer service. Everybody can offer Serta mattresses, Sealy, Temper, whatever. We all sell the same rectangles. You need to find a way to set your business apart from the competition. Was that a good read, Pete? Did I do you justice? That was that was that was great. And Pete, I think you know, I think we need to bring in Steve every time to read. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's your store isn't even open yet. You could uh, you could do it every every single week. As long as I can keep my delivery guys showing up. <laughs> well, everybody's got the same challenges right now. And it's uh listen, I was uh, at a store and uh the owner said, I got to go out on deliveries. You got five minutes. And I said, Hey, I was just coming by to, you know, bring you some goodies and uh, thank you for the business this year. So we're, so we're done. Go make your delivery. God bless you. You know, I'm seeing that more and more owners jumping in trucks, going and making deliveries. Um, hooked on phonics worked for Steve. Stewie. <laughs> It did. I used, I used hooked we? on phonics. It was real. <laughs> For those keeping score at home, it's two to one, Steve. <laughs> so, Pete, I was talking to another business owner the other day. And uh, when we were, we were talking about uh, business owners jumping in delivery trucks, like I have been, I mean, trying to find the right delivery guy has been a challenge the last few months. The key to success in business, if you want to survive, right? Keep swimming, right? But you have to be willing to do everything. You have to, especially in today's world, right? I mean, employees are short. Things are, if you want to succeed, you have to be willing to roll up your sleeves and get dirty 
Otherwise, it's time to check out and go do it for somebody else. One of the interesting things that I had happen recently uh, at a manufacturer's meeting, shortly after that, we went to dinner. And one of the owners of the company introduced his four and six-year-old son to each and every salesperson. And we all spent time with him. And I was telling one of my dealers this. And I, um, I said, you know, most of my career, what I've seen uh, from owners of manufacturing companies, they don't want anything to do with their salespeople other than go out, sell my stuff. They would never introduce you to their family, let alone have you spend time with their children. And, you know, there are things that we do in business that say we care, that doesn't cost any money. And, you know, when you truly care about your people, I think it shows up. I mean, Steve, it shows up what you do on Christmas Eve with, with, with your guy. That's like custom tailored to him. He enjoys it. He loves it. He looks forward to it. It's becoming part of your company culture. My but boys, what you're, you, my what kids you, come too. But, yeah. So, so now what the, you now you're sharing. So you forgot the most important part, right? The most important part is y- my family. This is part of my family. My work is part of my family. You're part of it. You're not just an employee. That's huge. And that makes a a difference in how we view you and how he views you. I bet you that dude would run through a brick wall for you. So still with you after three and a half. I can't remember what show uh, of yours it was, but one of my big highlights and takeaways of that. Oh man, I wish I knew. I've got so many books from you now. I can't, I can't recall. (laughs) But the takeaway was, you know, treat every customer like they're a family member without a budget. Right. And I mean, right. We can, we can scrap that take care, you know, without a budget part, treat your customers like family. Um, Right. You know, you send your you send your family members birthday cards, Christmas cards. Um, if you did that for your customers, they'll treat you like family too. I mean, Jeff, uh, yeah. Jeff Janakovo. I wonder how many Christmas cards he gets from his customers. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I got. I can't tell you how our store line got lit up with text on Thanksgiving. Everybody texting us, you know hope you have a happy Thanksgiving or, you know, so, wow. I mean, that's the new, that's the new Christmas card, right? Is man, if you, if you make the text list, text. you are in. And yeah. uh, so treat them like family. That's, I mean, it's a simple, I told my sales guy the same thing after I heard it on that, on your show, I said, damn, that is the most solid piece of sales advice uh, you can give anybody is treat them like family and unless you don't like your family, but find that family <laughs> member funny. you like and pretend that you're selling them a bit. 
I think it was, it might have been the uh, the Cliff and Ian episode that they, I, I know that that came up at one point, uh, Pete, where they were talking about, um, this is a, this is a personal thing for a lot of people, right? And so if you, if you order a mattress from, you know, uh, a retailer and it's shipped to your door and you pull it out of a box and you, you cut it open and it, and it comes uncompressed and you put it on, you know, something, it's not not super personal, but if you go into a location like like Boise Mattress or you know lots of other great uh, ma- uh, you know mattress and furniture stores across the country, and you make a personal connection with someone, when you wake up and you feel great, you're going to be thinking about that. You're going to be saying, "Well, the, you know, the reason why I feel great and I don't have back pain is because I talked to Steve when I was there, and he told me that this was the like it." You don't think about the box that showed up. You think about that experience that you had when you were in that location, and it's a it's a highly personal thing. And everybody sleeps, right? Everybody sleeps on a mattress. So, well, most everyone uh, sleeps on a mattress. So it's uh, if you can create that thing, you create a lifelong friend. That's awesome. So, Steve, that was uh, Paris Feely. It's Paris Feely with yeah. uh, rest. It, it, it was with with rest. It was, it was so good, so good. But you know, you just said something. You know, whether whether we're young or whether we're old or whether we're in between, whether we're tax savvy or we're not not tech savvy savvy. We have to embrace the tools of the time. And what Steve just said reminds me of a conversation I had with with my daughter. Don't teach me how to text. I'm never going to text. Don't bother. If I didn't know how to text, I received most of my orders on text. I received more orders by text than I do by email. So if Mr. Stubborn over here stuck to his guns like the moron I was being, I would be hard-pressed to do the amount of business that I'm doing. My dealers want to order by text. So guess what? However you want to order. You want to send smoke signals? I'll go outside and I'll interpret the smoke signals. I'll figure it out. Um, And I think that's so... You know, you said it and, and it just doesn't even come on your radar, Steve, but you, uh, because you're part of the younger generation, you don't even think about all the different ways you are reaching out to your customers and you're using all kinds of tools. And I think that we have to be flexible with tools and maybe a little less flexible with our message, right? Because our message is our message, but the tools that we use to get the message out those have to be flexible. We have to be flexible and reach out to our customers the way they want to be reached out. And, you know, I'll tell you what, this was like life altering and I uh, book for me, selling from the heart by, um, by Larry uh, Levine. He, I, I didn't want to read the book because I said, I'm Mr. Selling from the heart. I, I, there's nothing this dude can teach me. And it was the biggest mistake of my life. This guy is, it's a great book. Everybody should get it. Um, sooner or later, everyone's going to know our heart, right? Whether it's by phone, whether it's by text, whether it's by email. Who we are drips out. It drips out over time. And you know, 
one of the things I used to say to my salespeople, and they still, you know, still stay in touch with me, you know, 30 years later when I was in retail, is if you're thinking about your commission check, you're thinking about what's going in your pocket while you're working with a customer, don't think they're not going to feel it. Don't think that you're not going to send that vibe out to them because you will. And guess what? They're not going to buy from you and they shouldn't buy from you. Your, your focus as a RSA, as a sales pro on a retail floor should be 100%. How do I get this customer who I'm learning more about as I ask questions and they give me more information? How do I get them to wake up happy and pain-free or at least as happy and pain-free as humanly possible? Because I, I've heard people make all, all kinds of outrageous claims in stores that we could never possibly live up to. I mean, if somebody is in you know, horrible, miserable pain uh, that has nothing to do with the mattress, getting a new mattress isn't going to help. But if it's attributable to a bad mattress or bad support or not enough comfort in a sleep system, then yes, yes, you can dramatically impact their lives <laughs> for the better. And we usually do. in a circle Jump back in. for uh, what Chris was yeah. saying and, and adapting the technology, right? Um, so, yeah. man, I, I read so many books, I can't recall which book it was, but I am a, I hate memory foam mattresses. I just hate them, right? It's not my gig. I hate to sell them. And then I was reading this book and it said, look, the number one thing you need to understand is people buy what they want, right? So if somebody comes in and they want a memory foam mattress and they encounter me, they are not going to buy from me if I don't offer them a memory foam mattress, right? I mean, that's what they want. So they came in here looking for a memory foam mattress. I told them that exactly what they want is a bunch of BS and, uh, and they left, they went somewhere else. Um, next, uh, same book was remove the obstacles from the customer, right? Make it easy for the customer to buy, right? Because not only do they buy what they want, but they want it as simple as possible, right? They might come into my store and go into another store but what we've done is added QR codes to every every footer card, right? The reason why we do that is because the customer says, hey, you know, I'd love to take this information with me. I say, hey, you, you know, you got a smartphone, scan that QR code, that QR code opens to that page. Then when they go to leave, if they go to leave without buying, I can say, now just remember, you don't have to come back to my store to buy that mattress, You've got it on your phone. You can just click buy right there, right? And we've had a number of customers make that simple purchase because they get to the other store. It's inconvenient for them to circle back. They're either going to buy from that guy because he's got the same rectangles that we got, right? It's the same price. We've done very little to differentiate ourselves, Um sometimes and uh hey but what we can do if they like me better they don't have to come back they just click buy now right on my website and it's done dude that that's huge. brilliant and you gave them something you gave them something that they took with them and then and they decided they're going to shop around a, a little bit right buyer's journey they're not going to check around too much right 
And they're like, you know what? There's the only difference between this place and the place that actually gave me something and said, hey, you know, go ahead and check around is the fact that that person gave me something. And it, you, and so that's, uh, that's brilliant. And I think, you know, just to kind of dovetail on that and Pete, what you were saying as well, it, you know, when you, you started talking about the, the text thing. And, you know, a lot of times I'll get this, uh, somebody will say to me like, well, I'm just not a tech person. And that's fine. I mean, if you're not a tech person and you end up paying me as a client, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll take your money. Um, but I think, you know, you're not a tech person because you haven't applied yourself to it. And so it's like, Pete, you decided, you know, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's not, you know, TikTok. Here's an example. How many times has TikTok been brought up on your on your show, Pete? Probably this might be the first time, and that probably makes a few people squirmy if they're watching or listening this, but. If you know, if you're not passionate about it, you don't have to or whatever. But is the Chinese are watching? They own TikTok, right? Exactly. If you're not comfortable being tracked uh, by them or or anything like that, you know. But there's a lot of people that might buy a mattress if you have creative uh, ways of communicating to them that that would never have known. Uh, who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. And so it's it's one of those things, well, yeah, you're not a TikTok person. You may not be an Instagram person. You may not like Facebook or you may not like all of these things. Uh, but chances are, you know, we talked earlier about investing in things. It's not just investing money in and pouring that back in you. It's investing time. Your time is money, right? Uh, investing your time in how do I do something that no one else is doing? And it might be some of these technologies like Pete was talking about. He didn't want to do texting. And now most of his uh, orders are coming from texting. So I think it's a, a lot of it is, is working to not be afraid to do those kinds of things and come up with creative things like Steve is doing with the QR codes, which I think is just a brilliant, brilliant idea. So Steve... Somebody who does not know you wants to get in touch with you. What's the best way? Well, oh, that guy's smart. I want to call him. I want to join his Facebook group. group. Easiest way. Answer the questions, by the way. We've so, I mean, we could easily, we could easily be 2000 members strong, but just yesterday I rejected at least five people trying to join our group without answering the questions. And, they're there for a purpose, right? Our goal is to keep the group professional. We don't want the group to get spammed. Every once in a while, somebody will slide through. Um, but man, as soon as we catch them, they get the boot because we want everybody to be engaged in our industry. This isn't this isn't for a mattress shopper, right? This is for people that are actively trying to improve our industry. Sales reps, manufacturers, uh, store employees. I don't care if you're the you're the uh, delivery driver for my store right now. You're in the industry. You sling rectangles one way or another. Come get educated about what you do because odds are you won't always be in that position, right? So join our group. And next, you can always email me, uh, steve at boisemattress.com or, of course, LinkedIn. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. You saved the best for last. Not that what you said before wasn't good, but that QR code, that is huge. And what you might want to do, Steve, 
is share your QR code with Chris so that he can share the QR code that you created to join the group. You still have that active? Yeah, yeah we can do that. Remember the one at market? That yeah, you, yeah. So we, that you yeah, me? that was how I was getting people to join at market. I carried the QR code around on my phone, and people would say, "Hey, how do yeah. we how do we join the group?" Well, let's make it simple. For you. you just That's open brilliant. open the website. You can do it right now. So, you know what? One thing I want to say before we uh, sign off, something that I I I've constantly do and I constantly do it in this book, is I refer to store owners and marketers interchangeably. And I do it on purpose. And the reason I do it is because the number one job of you as a store owner is to market your business. And even if you run a huge business and you hire that piece of it done, you still have to have the ability to recognize good marketing and one of the things I constantly say is antennas up. Steve, you like, you're the picture of antennas up. You are always inquisitive. You're always curious. You're always figuring out how to market my business. Yes, there you go. I mean, you all store owners really need to embrace marketing. You have to be a student of it. You have to at least recognize good marketing versus bad marketing. And if most of us, our businesses are at a size that we have to be the marketer anyway. So, you know, read good books. I have one thing I want to share with people that own stores. Let me get it. There's two books and they're both Dan Kennedy books. While you're getting that real quick, can I add one thing, Pete? Yes, add. Go ahead. My final takeaway is really what you everybody needs to focus on going into 2022 uh, in my opinion is find a way to be different right find a way to make people remember doing business with you um, you know I still have a fond memory of dos Marcos right I they gave me their stinking campfire cup right so yeah. every morning when I go to my cabinet to drink coffee, get my coffee cup, that Dos Marcos cup is there, whether I use it or not. Um, send something that is not related to the industry to your customers. Right? Mm, that's so awesome. We're in the process of, I'm not going to give away my secret, what I'm going to be giving my customers in 2022 um, because that's mine. Find your own. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we're going to be giving something that's not related to this industry that people use on a daily basis. That way, they're reminded of us, right? That experience. Yeah. And when you give somebody something that's unexpected, it brings a fond memory of your experience, whether it was a mediocre experience or not. All of a sudden, you've catapulted yourself ahead of the competition. So. Yep, uh, and and I'm going to credit that uh, to my friends at BedTech and and Darren and Brandon um, because when I went to Phoenix last week, they made me feel special. They gave me something um, that I'm going to be giving my customers for the next year. So awesome! Uh, 
Not well, going to tell you what it is. I'll leave that to Darren and Brandon. Is it a pair of socks? It is not socks. Boxer briefs. Cool though. No, no, it's no, different, no. Chris, and We're that's doing so good. Could do. You could pull off crazy stocks, right? Yeah. So when you like, you can have custom co- socks made now. So you should send me a pair of socks, Chris. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and you you gave away your your measurements uh, before we went live, so I know just what size to send you. <laughs> All right. Everybody that owns a store, you should have my book. But if you don't, that's okay. Get this book from my friends at Dos Marcos, Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn. Great book specifically if you own a mattress store, but anybody that owns a business anywhere, no BS, ruthless management of people and profits by Dan Kennedy. Get this book, live by it, and you will make more money and suffer less losses. Also, Dan Kennedy, time management for you. Get that book can't manage time, but you can manage yourself and you need to learn how to say no. Dueling infomercials going here, Pete, because I'm Oh, Patrick, Tinny, I love Patrick. Look at you guys. guys Perpetual Hunger, that's a great book right there. Not that yes isn't, because it is. And I'm going to plug one more book, guy that's part of our group that's very uh, not tech friendly. Love Jerry Morris. Love, love Jerry Morris. This is uh, and this isn't, this isn't the best one. Uh, so I like which one? This. So this one was my first. Yeah, that's a great book. And uh, I mean, what we do is not not new, right? I mean, no. like mattresses. People have been slinging rectangles for a minute, right? Yeah. Um, some really great classic information, usable stuff in Jerry's and I, I'm just plugging him because he's a member of our group and I invited him when I got his book. I said I sent him an email and he's he sent me a reply back and he's like, you know, I don't really do Facebook. Yeah. But and I don't know how old he is. He's he's older than you, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's really old. And uh but he sent me a, a email back and he's like, I don't do Facebook really, but I think I want to be part of your group. And I was like, yes, Jerry, please uh, come, come join us. Cause you've got a wealth of knowledge. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't, is it furniture I, today is his, where he published most of these articles. Yeah. And um, um, that's where I found him. Sleep like savvy, that. sleep savvy. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Arthur resource. Thanks for saying great book. That, thank you for plugging, Jerry. I love Jerry so much. I cannot begin to tell you how many of his books that I have bought over the years for my dealers. Uh, hundreds, hundreds uh, of them. Um, I don't know how many times at... Um, I keep trying to get him to do an ebook, right? It would be a... But- you know that that yeah, I think he's done, but you never know. He might get the he might get the urge again. I don't know. But you just know. to turn these into ebooks. That's what I would I would like to see these as ebooks, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean 
My wife is getting tired of my library, so now I have to carry the library around on my phone. Yes. Yeah. So I am sorry that we ran over to the audience, but so many great takeaways. Steve, thanks a million. Chris, thank you for all you do. And thank you for your insights as well. Thank you for all you do to produce the show. Thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Take care. You too. Bless.